Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Boy, did Jim Garrity pick a weird day to not be here for the Three Martini Lunch. We have got quite the episode for you today. Jim is uh, off uh, doing work, and uh, he will be back later in the week. But uh, John Gabriel, Editor-in-Chief at Ricochet, uh, glad to have you here today, John, to sort through uh, all the Supreme Court uh, news. But, of course, before we get to that, I want you to be able to hype and promote all the different podcasts you're with. So uh, let folks know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, yeah, Jets talk. All three martinis going to be about the New York Jets and their uh, role in the draft. Oh, wait, Jim is not here. So, um, yeah, I am editor-in-chief at ricochet.com. Check it out. And also the main podcast is The King of Stuff, um, the second greatest podcast in the world, accepting this, of course. Thank you. Thank and, uh, yeah, check them both out. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, let's dig in because yesterday – the legal, the political uh, worlds uh, got a huge shock to the system when Politico published what it admits is a leaked initial draft of a majority opinion on the Dobbs case out of Mississippi. Now, Dobbs was a case where Mississippi had enacted a ban on abortions after 15 weeks, but at the same time, the state of Mississippi had explicitly asked the Supreme Court uh, to overturn Roe v. Wade, which has been on the books uh, since 1973. So we're actually going to start with the bad martini here, which is the leak. Then we'll get to the double-fisted good martini and some crazy stuff related to this. But uh, the fact that a majority opinion or any opinion from the Supreme Court leaked prior to the planned release of an opinion is extraordinarily rare. And this had people who are not fierce partisans uh, very, very concerned about this. SCOTUS blog, where all of us go in June on the days where uh, decisions are handed down, very quickly uh, last night saying, it's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court. In terms of the destruction of trust among the justices and staff, this leak is the gravest, most unforgivable sin. Uh, Jonathan Turley, law professor over at uh, George Washington University. Sometimes he's on Fox News, sometimes he's not, depending on what his opinion is. Uh, He says the alleged leak of the opinion in Dobbs v. Jackson, women's health organization, is nothing short of breathtaking. It would constitute one of the greatest breaches of security in the history of the court. The article represents the greatest crisis that Chief Justice John Roberts has faced in his tenure on the court. It is a breach of the most fundamental obligations and traditions of the court. If this is a true copy of the draft opinion, it is hard not to view this as a malicious act. What is the motivation of releasing such a decision? The only intent of such a leak is to trigger a response from outside the court. His Twitter thread goes on. And today, John, we've got confirmation from Chief Justice John Roberts himself uh, that this is going to be investigated. He's referred it to the FBI. He wants to get to the bottom of it. He calls it a betrayal. But in doing so, he admits that this is real. This leak was real. So uh, first of all, uh, as we talk about the leak here, how damaging is this and what's the significance of it? It is very damaging because um, this is just how uh, Supreme Court justices work together. Um, They circulate a bunch of drafts. There are many different versions of each draft trying to win people to their side, uh, trying to uh, push other people away from whatever position they started with. So it is uh, not just like this breach of gentlemanly etiquette. 
it is a breach with um, fundamentally how the Supreme Court works. So it's very ugly to be doing this. Um, I hope they do find out, uh, get to the bottom of who did it. And I think they will, because this is not a massive, massive organization. And I think they can uh, narrow down fairly quickly the most <laughs> the most biased people, the most hot-headed people um, on the various staffs. But um, it the comedy with uh, Supreme Court, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Justice Leah, best of friends when they were on the court. They did great together. They really enjoyed each other. And that's only possible because they are not out there doing their debates in the public eye. Um, they need to keep, and I think part of it too, just the stature of the court, it needs to keep all these um, disagreements and back and forth kind of uh, negotiations. They have to keep that out of the uh, public eye. This is why they don't have cameras in the courtrooms, let alone the justices' chambers. So it's going to do significant damage to a court that has already been way overly politicized, especially by the Roe decision itself. No, that's exactly right. And there's already some rumblings about uh, who might be this leaker, especially given previous articles from these authors in Politico and so forth. And while it might be premature to say so, Let's just say it's probably not Breyer or Kagan. Uh, right, so, right. So, that helps. I you. think it was a very wise woman's staff. It might be, uh, <laughs> might be um, affiliated with at least in the early going. And yeah, I didn't want to. I saw some names circulating last night on Twitter. I certainly didn't want to share any of them because the last thing uh, Twitter needs is another pile on of somebody who may or may not be involved. But um, I really think they are going to find out uh, who, who released this. I doubt there's some kind of a master criminal out there. And hopefully they're punished to the fullest extent of the law. Would that happen on Twitter? A pylon? Because <laughs> I've heard tell of such <laughs> things happening on that uh, august platform from time to time. Uh, it's been known to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also, and maybe just the Democrats are better at messaging, but a lot more Democrats seem to have statements ready to go than than conservatives last night. But uh, that could that could just be that they're more used to. Yeah, to they were uh, Johnny on the spot protesting at the court itself. And uh, with their uh, yeah, their uh, hot takes on this were it came out about a minute after this leak was reported in Politico. That was a little odd. Yeah, yeah. Always pay attention to uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, the damage it does to the credibility, the trust, the the institution of the court, and of course, you know, the the left is furious about two, if not all three, of the Trump uh, selections uh, to the Supreme Court for various reasons. And so, they've been trying to delegitimize this for a long time, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the crazy martini. But uh, in the meantime. You know, maybe uh, the Supreme Court justices need Express VPN. But if you want to protect your stuff that you're working with online and where you're going on the internet, uh, you want Express VPN because not using Express VPN is kind of like walking your dog in public without securing the dog on the leash. Most of the time, it'll probably be fine. But maybe one day your dog gets spooked and runs away, or maybe somebody grabs it while you're looking at your phone. It's better to be careful, especially when it's a simple solution like Express VPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, whether it's cafes, hotels, airports, whatever, your online data is not secure, and any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that they can't. 
It would take a hacker with a supercomputer more than a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, phone, laptop, tablet, even on your smart TV. And it's so easy to use. All you have to do is fire up the app and click one button to get protected. I'm a Luddite. I am not a tech genius, so I don't know what the hackers can and can't do. All I know is when I search for stuff, all of a sudden I'm getting ads for it on social media. So uh, the search engines uh, are gathering all this stuff, too. So protect yourself, and it's simple and easy to do. And you can do it at a great deal now. You can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free at expressvpn.com slash martini. That's expressvpn.com slash martini. One more time, expressvpn.com slash martini. All right, John, let's move on to the actual opinion now that the Chief Justice has pretty much said that this uh, at least was a draft at one point. And the working uh, assumption and, and what we can see from the political reporting is that there was supposed to be a five to three decision uh, at this point, which means it's likely that John Roberts was still on the fence. There's additional. Imagine leak- that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some additional leaking, which may be from his office, uh, suggesting that uh, he was not in favor of fully overturning Roe, but in favor of upholding the 15-week ban. So who knows? But uh, we know that uh, when pressure comes to bear, John Roberts might not be the the one to to hold up the strongest, (laughs) if you remember a decade ago now, to Obamacare. But even if he is opposed to it, he's still in the minority. So his uh, decision won't necessarily uh, make a difference unless somebody else can flip here. But uh, Justice Alito, with the majority opinion here, and uh, here's some of what he has in this uh, draft from back in February. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision. He says elsewhere, Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. And so, John, from our perspective as conservatives, I think there's two tracks here why this is a good martini. First of all, the court back in 73, way overstepping its constitutional role here. And as Alito says, this should be up to elected representatives, whether it's a state level and Democrats at the federal level are going to try to put through their uh, codifying of uh, abortion legislation here. They already have in the House. The Senate, according to Chuck Schumer, is going to try to push this through. They don't have the votes to do it. Um, And then there's also, of course, the moral issue, 60-plus million uh, abortions uh, and just um, the millions of lives devastated. Who knows what all those people could be uh, contributing to our society, in addition to the fact that life is one of our most cherished gifts. So uh, where do you go here in terms of analyzing what Alito actually wrote? Well, his arguments were just completely on the nose. Um, He really um, very painstakingly shows how bad this decision was. And uh, people have to understand, especially people on the left, um, the notorious RGB herself thought Roe was very poorly decided. Um, It's a disaster, uh, speaking from a legal framework, and it has caused uh, so much polarization uh, politically, um, in the legal world as well. It should be overturned. And it's just crazy uh, that the left is pretending, oh, no, it's sacrosanct. It's basically in the Bill of Rights. No, it is not. There have been many bad decisions by the court, and those have been reversed, at least many of them. And um, as you note, though, the more important thing is uh, stopping the abortions themselves. Uh, This is something that people mostly on the right have been uh, fighting against for nearly 50 years now. 
And I, I had many friends. I was born a few years before Roe was decided. And for some reason, some of my best friends throughout my life have been adopted kids. And, you know, what would I would I have had them as friends um, if I was, I don't know, born five, 10 years later? Um, it's hard to say uh, due to this decision. So much lost potential, so much lost life. It, it's just very ugly. And I think um, the pro-abortion, and I do not say pro-choice in this case, the pro-abortion voices, especially on social media where everybody's trying to uh, uh, be more outrageous than the last person so they can get a lot of attention. It's just going to turn off people. I, I think a lot of people are kind of conflicted about it. They they just think the entire thing is, for lack of a better word, icky. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. Uh, so when people are screaming, hey, shout out your abortion, and this is great, and it is uh, sacred, as a certain uh, Democratic Senate candidate in uh, Pennsylvania said, um, people are really turned off by this, and I, I think uh, both sides need to watch the rhetoric, but especially the left, because the media is on their side. That means they think the people are on their side. Voters are definitely not on their side on this issue. No, that's, that's exactly the case, and both sides will look at polling for this, because there is a sizable majority that, uh, on the surface, don't want Roe v. Wade to be overturned. But if you dig into other polling, you know, should there be abortions after the first trimester, or when a, a baby can feel pain, or, uh, you know, should you be able to do it for gender selection, or if there's, you know, a uh, diagnosis in, in the womb, uh, and those numbers then plummet. Uh, so uh, it, it's a very complicated issue. But when it comes to limiting, I think most people and in fact, the 15 week issue was pulled uh, a couple different times uh, since the oral arguments in this case. And at least a plurality, if not a majority, uh, support a ban in less than 15 weeks. And here's the thing, uh, John, and, and that's that it's not like it's going away. You and I would probably like it to in the vast, vast, vast majority of cases, unless the life of the mother's on the line or, or something like that. And there's probably a debate over the rape exception. But, you know, this is going to go to the states now. It's not like this is carte blanche, like Roe v. Wade in reverse. It gives it all back to the 50 states and, and they're going to make up their minds if, in fact, this is the ruling. Yeah. And um, as some of the smarter uh, pro-life activists have been saying, um, say Roe v. Wade is overturned this summer, that's when the work begins for pro-life people. Um, that's when you have to descend on 50 state capitals and uh, try to win hearts and minds in all those states around the country. You have certain ones where they're likely to ban abortion completely, but the most populous states, I'm thinking New York, Illinois, California, they're still going to allow it. Uh, Gavin Newsom, governor of California, is uh, bragging about trying to institute it in the state constitution because he's such a fan of it, apparently. Um, it's pretty sad. But um, there, there's a lot of work to do, and Roe v. Wade going away means that the, the real work begins. No, that's exactly right. And people have tweeted about it, and I think you're one of them about how creepy it is that uh, how ardent pro-choice men are or pro-abortion men are about this. That it, it, I know it grinds your gears, and I'm sure it grinds oh, a lot of other yeah. people's too. It, it just really disturbs me because um, kind of the, the unspoken fact about so many abortions are um, irresponsible boyfriends uh, wanting to, uh, for lack of a better term, hide the evidence, um, pressuring women into having abortions that they might not want to get. And uh, we've seen that time and time again. It's something the press definitely doesn't want to talk about. Um, but it just seems very creepy to me for a male to be so invested um, in this issue. And you just kind of wonder what their motivation is, because um, 
you know, whatever the case, um, anybody I've known who've been through this kind of a decision, um, it's a harrowing decision. It's very difficult. And to be so cavalier about it, especially as a male, um, seems a lot more disturbing to me than a male who's pro-life, who who wants to defend the baby. That seems like uh, the correct position, at least to me. I'm biased, but there it is. And that's a good that's a good uh, message to the right as well. Don't be gloating like the left would if the decision went the other way. Um, you know, reach out to people. I mean, uh, crisis pregnancies are are a very difficult thing, and so uh, yep. being compassionate and being loving towards them is a much better way to help them make the right decision than than berating them because they might be considering it. So, uh, like you said, uh, if this decision comes through, uh, a lot of different uh, decisions to be made at the state level. Uh, exit question on this uh, particular martini. Uh, some folks think this might flip the the momentum in the midterms. Other polling suggests maybe not. But what's your initial read on this? I really don't think it will flip. Um, I, I think in a way, this early leak, um, if it has any effect on the midterms, it slightly helps uh, the GOP uh, just because it's kind of being diffused before the summer. Um, you know uh, that uh, this summer, whenever this decision is released, if it is as the leak says it is, um, there's going to be a lot of unrest. There's going to be a lot of protest um, around the country. And I think this kind of lets a little uh, air out of the balloon, um, the tension out of it. Um, so it might feel like a more foregone conclusion. It won't be a shock to people who don't really pay attention to the daily news, the daily Twitter wars. Um, so I think, if anything, it will uh, remove it from the debate entirely in the midterms a little bit. And I, I think it's also something that's just going to empower the base, uh, both party bases, um, you know, red states will be ha very happy about it and show up to show their appreciation. And the blue states will show up to show their outrage about it. Well, a lot of fighting to come, both at the court, uh, in Congress, and at uh, the level of all 50 states. So rest up. And if you need some good rest, you know where to go. My pillow. And right now they've got a buy one, get one extravaganza going. Buy one, get one free pricing on my pillow bed sheets as low as $59.98. Elegance my pillows as low as $49.98. And the roll and go anywhere my pillows for $29.98. And we just started talking about the roll and go pillow yesterday. You can use it on your couch, your recliner, in your car. It's versatile enough to take with you on vacation or anywhere you go. It's also available in multiple colors and patterns, machine washable and dryable. And it's got a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So remember, it's a buy one, get one extravaganza at MyPillow.com slash martini. Bed sheets and MyPillows are just the tip of the iceberg. So find the full list of BOGO offers by visiting MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104. Stock up with buy one, get one free savings today and get Mike's book free with any purchase. MyPillow.com slash martini or call 800-874-0104. MyPillow.com slash martini. All right, John, on to the crazy now. And you knew once this news broke that there would be a stampede to the keyboards, to the cameras, <laughs> to uh, wherever else you can get your message out. But like we said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, the left was ready uh, with its talking points here. And uh, the far, far left did not uh, disappoint, even in uh, the halls of Congress with their lunacy here. Uh, Bernie Sanders tweeting out, Congress must pass legislation that codifies Roe v. Wade as the law of the land in this country now. And if there aren't 60 votes in the Senate to do it, and there are not, we must end the filibuster to pass it with 50 <laughs> votes. Uh, not to be outdone, Ed Markey, I think going even further here, John, a stolen, illegitimate, 
and far-right Supreme Court majority appears set to destroy the right to abortion, an essential right which protects the health, safety, and freedom of millions of Americans. There is no other recourse. We must expand the court, which would also, of course, require killing the filibuster. So uh, who wins the uh, the pulling the hair out contest here? Yeah, I think Ed Markey definitely does. Um, I don't have quotes in from The View that aired this morning. Um, I'm sure that will blow everything out of the water uh, with just the deep probing insights from that uh brilliant panel shares every morning but uh yeah ed markey is just unhinged um if anybody said something similar from a right perspective they would be a crazed conspiracy theorist of course uh bernie sanders and your voice is per is perfect it's like he just it's like his caps lock key is stuck and he just no no modulation of his voice it's just a full-on socialism all the time um, it, it is not uh, the purpose of the national government to decide this issue for all 50 states. That's the beauty of Roe v. Wade being overturned. It's more of a local issue. States can control it. States can debate it. And um, and that's why really the pro-life and I guess I could say pro-choice people, uh, this is where the fight really begins because in 50 state houses. And I think a lot of it too is educating the public on these things, realizing that Roe v. Wade ending doesn't quote unquote end abortion immediately in the country, unfortunately from my perspective, uh, but instead it moves it to the states and then states can decide. Um, maybe they're okay with the first trimester. Uh, maybe after that, no thanks. Uh, with California, who knows how far they'll go. They'll go until uh, the child is age three or enrolled in uh, kindergarten. Um, but um, it is up for states to decide and local areas can uh, hash this out and make the best decision because I'm sorry, Roe is bad law. There is not a constitutional right to abortion. Um, look for any mention of abortion in the Federalist Papers. You're not going to find one. It was not on the minds of our founding fathers. And it is time for uh, the people who call themselves pro-choice to defend their rhetoric uh, in their neighborhoods and at their state houses. Very well said, John. And yeah, I mean, they, they find, or at least the original decision, found this right to privacy in the, the 14th Amendment, which of course was a post-Civil War, uh, post-slavery amendment uh, for equal protection. Pretty sure that's not what the framers of that amendment right. uh, were talking about back in the 1860s. But okay, final question. Do you think this will expedite the release of the opinion, part one? And part two, do you think that the leaking of this will actually solidify where the justices are, or will it actually put pressure uh, that could put the verdict in doubt? There will be a whole bunch of pressure. I hope, I advise that they release it more quickly. I think uh, institutionalists like John Roberts will not want to. He will uh, dig in his heels. But I think, if anything, it's just going to solidify the people who want to strike down Roe v. Wade, uh, because backing off at this point, when everybody expects their decision to strike it down, um, it would be beyond cowardly. And if you wanted to see a lot of uh, right-leaning voters stay home, uh, just water this down a little more. So I, I think that they will um, stay on course. I hope that they release this more quickly just because I don't want to see uh, very, very crazy people. We know there are many out there um, harassing and possibly threatening uh, the justices on there, which would make the situation far, far worse. Oh, absolutely. No question about that. No question about that. We need to keep them very well protected. Uh, John, very good to have you with us. So good, in fact. We'll do it again tomorrow. How's that sound? 
That sounds like a deal. Great to be on, Greg. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, John Gabriel is the king of stuff at Ricochet. Uh, he's also the editor-in-chief there. Very busy guy and uh, filling in for Jim Garrity today on the Three Martini Lunch. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Tell a friend about us as well. Thank you so much for your kind reviews and your five-star ratings. Those always help us out. Get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. Follow us on Twitter. John is at E-X-J-O-N. Jim is at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Tuesday, and please join us again on Wednesday for the next Three Martini Lunch. The mainstream media does not cover some of the most important news of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I discuss how Democrats are on a downhill track, how student debt relief has become a really hot topic. And I talked with Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon Bee, about being in Twitter jail and maybe getting out sometime. Don't forget to download and subscribe to my daily No Chit Chat podcast. Hear me expose and dissect the news of the day, politics, public issues, don't shy away from the truth. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.